Welcome to Drift Off. I'm your host, Joanne, and you're listening to a bonus episode called The Maiden of the Mountain by Henry Beston. You can listen to the whole story and other episodes while enjoying intro and ad-free listening by becoming a premium member at driftoff.supercast.com, or you can find the link in the show notes. That's driftoff.supercast.com. Welcome to Drift Off, bedtime stories to help you unwind, relax, and drift off. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Joanne, and it's a pleasure helping you get restful sleep. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that there's an even better way for you to get a perfect night's sleep. There'll be no distractions and more bedtime stories so that you our dear podcast listener can enjoy amazing sleep. For just $5 a month, you can sign up for the Drift Off Premium and you'll get all our episodes with no intro and completely ad-free, plus two bonus episodes per month. This means you'll be able to enjoy a new bedtime story every week and you'll be supporting the show so we can produce even more sleep stories. Go sign up at driftoff.supercast.com or see the link in the show notes. Tonight I'll be reading a story called The Maiden of the Mountain by Henry Beston, which is one of the many fairy tales featured in Beston's Starlight Wonder Book, originally published in 1923, a collection of short fairy tales filled with adventure, drama, and romance. I haven't read the story as of yet, and I'll be reading it for the first time as I record this, so we can both find out what this fairy tale is all about together. And so I invite you to ease into a comfortable position, and allow the eyes to close if you wish. And as you begin to settle, Become aware of the flow of your breath. The ebb and flow of each inhale and exhale. Perhaps reminding you of ocean waves as they roll in and as they roll out. And just resting here with this rhythmical, soothing flow of breath. Letting it bring you into the present moment. Letting it help quiet your mind as you focus on the pleasant sensation that each breath brings. coolness of the inhale as it enters through the nostrils, and the warmth of the air as it flows out, helping you relax, unwind, and drift off. 
And so as always, my friend, settling comfortably under the covers, take a slow, comfortable breath. And as you exhale, relax and let go. Allow any tension to just melt away. Letting your body sink deeper and deeper down into the softness of your bed. There is nothing else to do and nowhere else to be. So just lay back, relax, and enjoy the story. Once upon a time, in a noble realm to the west of the Golden Plain, there towered to the sky a solitary height of such majesty and grave beauty that the realm became known through the world as the Kingdom of the Mountain. Mighty, snow-capped, and serene, it rose beyond the little woods and willow-bordered streams. Now it came to pass that a king ruled in the land who had been left with two little motherless children, the Prince Ariel and the Princess Leoline. The princess was the elder of the two, and, though only three years old, considered herself quite a grown-up personage. As for the little prince, he was but a child in arms. From a window of their chamber, in a tower top, the children would look forth over the land to the mountain rising afar, now blazing white and bright in the clear midwinter air, now half concealed in summer's hazy veil. And now, with the suddenness of a tempest shattering the quiet of the night, a wicked nobleman, Babylon by name, rose against the good king and challenged him to do battle for his throne. Now it chanced that the wise old nurse to whom the king had entrusted the princess Leoline had for some time feared that all was not well with her master's cause. So on the day of battle, she climbed to a high tower top to see what she could see. Already from afar, through the dull still morning, could be heard the sullen tumult of the fray closer and closer advancing, hour by hour, louder and louder growing, the tide of battle approached the very gates of the stronghold. Suddenly, enveloped in a cloud of dust, the first stragglers from the king's defeated army burst from a little wood and came hastening down the road toward the castle. Knowing only too well that all was lost, and that the troops of Babylon would be soon battering at the gate, the good nurse caught up Leoline and hurried down the curving stair to warn the guardians of Ariel. Neither prince nor guardian, however, could she find. 
The castle was already in confusion. People were running hither and thither. An alarm bell was wildly clanging, and in the soldier's court, a runaway was gasping out his story to a handful of frightened listeners. Well aware that her first duty must be the safety of the little princess sleeping on her shoulder, the old nurse abandoned the search for Ariel and fled from the castle with her charge. And because she had been born in a village of the mountain and knew the region to be inaccessible and wild, the brave nurse turned her steps toward the height. All night long, down lonely lane and royal highway, by woodland path and river road, the brave woman hurried through the dark, war-shaken land. The voice of great waters roaring in the night under turreted bridges beat upon her ears as she fled. Messengers galloped by, spurring fast, and here and there a signal beacon flamed afar on some high crest. But presently, the swarming stars grew pale, and streaks of day appeared in the east. Pausing at a lonely farm at the end of the lowland way, the nurse begged a crock of milk and a morsel of bread for herself and Leoline. To the east, beyond the hills, rose the great snowy summit of the mountain, outlined against a clear green sky of dawn. And now the pleasant fields gave way to rocky, wind-swept pastures, lying at the foot of the road, winding and climbing along a great ridge of the mountain to a tiny village at a valley's height.